Welcome everyone to the Freddy and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We put on content now officially, well, content separate, but the podcast, this is our four-year anniversary. It was oh around the same goodness. time, April, four years ago that we started the Freddy and Alyssa show and we couldn't be doing what we love without all of your support. So thank you for tuning in every single week. Now, Alyssa and I have been exploring Florida, obviously, living here for two years, and almost two years, year and a half, not rushing the time here, <laughs> year and a half. quick. And I think as soon as we got into real estate, it was important to maybe focus a little more on the cities, the areas, the neighborhoods, because those were the immediate questions and things mm-hmm. that we needed to know for our, our profession. But when we first got to Florida, we were talking about exploring Florida and seeing what, what it has to offer because it's a really great state and has just all these amazing cities, places to eat, attractions. So we're like, where do we start? But now we feel like on Fridays, we are now going on date nights a little bit more and we were looking around and what are some of the places or what what did you find for us to do this Friday? Okay, well, this is what's crazy. So I started typing in, I was going to do things to do in Orlando And when I typed in things to do, you know how it'll autofill what people are searching on Google? So it's, I did things to do and it came up um, before you die. That was the top thing. And I go, holy cow, I have to look at this list. So I ended up grabbing this list. I didn't end up continuing to research because I got excited. Olive Garden it is. (laughs) Great. Maybe we'll do Longhorns. (laughs) Okay. We'll mix it up. But I got this list and I was like, how cool would it be if we kind of explored it and even looked at it going, hey, have we done this before or would we do this and why would we do this? Because when I was, I I didn't look at the list, I kind of peeked at it, but I didn't really look at it. But what it did say that I found interesting was about bucket list. Do you know, are you familiar with the bucket list? So if you don't know what a bucket list is, um... It's a list of all the goals you want to achieve, dreams you want to fulfill, and life experiences you desire to experience before you die. Why create a bucket list? If you don't live your days by personal goals and plans, chances are you spend most of your time caught up in a flurry of day-to-day activities. Ever felt that your days are passing by and without any tangible output to speak of? What did you accomplish in the past three months? What are your upcoming goals for the next three months? Look at the things you did and the thing you're planning to do next. Do they mean anything to you if you were to die today? Having a bucket list reminds you of what's really important so you can act on them. Huh, yeah. So totally agree with that. I love that. And, you know, this is uh, obviously there are probably goals in there, but life goals too, life experiences. I think that's one of the most important things we can do as individuals on this planet. And every day you kind of forget that. You know, you can get stuck in the monotony of day to day to day activities and, oh, just got to pay my bills, got to go do this appointment, whatever it is that sometimes we really do forget, hey, we've got this whole big world. Yeah. And we're here as living, breathing organisms and it all just happened to work out. You know, it's, it's a crazy thought. So I thought going through this list would be kind of fun if you're down. I'm interested in what the internet says is like things to do top things to do now again of course 
you can cater it however you want to your life, what you think would work for you. Um, but just, okay, so the very first one, travel as much as you can around the world. That's something I feel you and I have done quite a bit of. Yeah. You know, we, we've we been able to explore Australia and Asia a little bit, um, and obviously different states throughout the U.S. And for me, like I've gone to Canada and I've done, you know, Bahamas, all that kind of stuff. But I feel for you and I being able to go throughout Europe yeah. and explore that would be such an incredible experience. And I think as you continue to travel the world, you really learn. Like my favorite thing is learning how the the native people who live there, the locals, what are they doing? Where are they going? What's the food that they love more than anything? Like what's their culture all about? So that, you know, you can really figure out, hey, this is something cool I want to pick up and bring back home. Yes. So like for you, what was the favorite place you think you've ever gone to, traveled to? I think all, I think every place we've gone to has been, has been eye-opening. Yeah. You know, you, you realize how different like if, like when we were in Thailand, you realize how different it is, mm-hmm. but also the same. Yeah. Like when you go places, like it, it makes the world smaller. Yeah. I think expanding your mind and visiting different cities, being around different people kind of makes the world smaller yeah. and you don't feel so lost in what's the other parts of the world like? I mean, we have so many places we haven't gone, Right. but the more you go, you realize just how different and how similar we really are. And we walked around freely in Thailand and we, everyone just yeah. minds their business. Everyone was cool. The little tram or whatever is incredibly packed. That was different. I remember yes. being like, whoa, this is crazy. And I was like holding on to my wallet just in case. Like oh, I've just never right. been so smashed into a, like a, um, a thing before. Uh, like we, I feel like we wouldn't like do that here. Right. You know, sometimes in the airport it's like that, but the, the food was great. The people were nice. Like everything is just really great. So I think that's yeah. kind of the reason more than anything on on that kind of level is, is just being around others gives you an appreciation for human life. Of course. And just because you live in a different city or a different country, we're all very, very similar at Absolutely. the core. And it's really eye-opening. Two things that really stood out to me just off the top of my head is when we went to Australia, first and foremost they don't carry ranch dressing there it is like just non-existent yeah and the first time i went to a restaurant i was like oh could i get a side of ranch and they go huh and i go ranch dressing and they go oh we don't have that here and even ketchup was far and few in between like it, they just don't have like dipping sauces as americans do and their portions are so much smaller yeah and the food sorry australians <laughs> it's not that great it's not- Excellent. I think it's healthier for you, yeah. but if you're going to get a Philly cheesesteak, it's supposed to taste like full of butter, oil, and salt. Right. And I remember getting like even like the mac and cheese. I'm like, this tastes like yeah. it, it, it was lacking the American flair of what we're used to. Yep. I think more of the world is healthier. Like even Mio talking about his Serbian treats, like their desserts, <laughs> you, you're kind of eating it and you're just like, this isn't sweet. But that's right. the point. You're supposed to get just a little something. But in here in America, the sweets are so good that you can finish a rack of Chips Ahoy yeah. because it's so delicious that you keep eating even though you're full. But I do remember, uh, yeah, uh, uh, speaking of Australia, there's no tipping. 
And oh. I thought that was, it was hard to get used to, but um, I, even though I was a server and even though I tip 20 to 30% all the time, no matter where I go, mm-hmm. because I know what it's like to be a server, I tip all the time. I do believe that it's kind of ridiculous that we pay for the tips. Like, I just wish that they would do an overhaul of that here and just people pay so they just the pay more. more. So mm-hmm. you th- believe in Thailand, they pay a better hourly wage, I believe it is. Well, there there was a time where even in, you know, like you make a minimum wage. So when I was serving at Outback, I was making $8 an hour. Mm-hmm. But the reason I was making $30 an hour is because I was doing an additional $23 on, on average of take-home cash. Mm-hmm. So it's like the customer is paying for me instead of the customer not having to do that it's always been weird that restaurants just don't pay more to the servers you know one other side note on this conversation that i saw apparently now at certain corporate restaurants in america not only are servers getting their tips but they have to pay it out to the food runners Mm -hmm. is that that's common oh it is yeah we call it i think they refer to it as tipping out yeah. So we'd always say, oh, you're tipping out. But when I was a host, I used to get tip share. Hmm. So at the end of the at the end of the day, I can't remember what the percentage was. Say it's 10% of your tip. Yeah. So if you make 200 bucks, you put 20. But if all the servers throughout the day put in 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, now all of a sudden you've got, you know, $400 in tip share and it's spread out between the bus boys, hosts, and hmm. food runners. So we would all go and get these little like little mini envelopes, like very small. And we would get our tip share and as hosts and it'd be like 14 bucks, 22 bucks. Sometimes it'd be 52. You're like, holy crap, $52. So even when you're tipping a server, most likely it's not all going to them. Well, and then a lot of the tipping, unfortunately, you're making up for the people who don't tip. So the reason is like, so at the end of the day, if you do a thousand dollars in sales, that means you should make, if everyone tipped 20%, you should make $200. Hmm. most of the time you would make around 130 to 150 so at the end of the day after tip out and after bad tipping you would walk away with maybe 13 14 percent of your sales wow but even if someone tips you 30 percent when someone comes in and has a 210 dollar bill and leaves you just five dollars you just got a 40 dollar hit yeah so it's hard for other people even if they're tipping five dollars extra to make up for that but that's just how it is But then there's the argument, too, where in that scenario, if you have a table of eight or even a table of four and they run up a $200 bill and they take your time and they leave you just five bucks when you should make 40, you know, that's why the gratuity being added in, they do that at some restaurants, especially hotels, where gratuity of 18% is automatically added. But then people, I think, look at it. It's like, well, I don't want to tip 18% because the server wasn't good. Hmm. So it's like this huge convoluted thing and everyone's kind of getting screwed. It seems like the only person that's making it out is the restaurant. Right. But then would the restaurant have to charge more? I it, feel it, does, in- does the burger go from 14 now to 19? So if you're not going to tip, but now the burger is $5 more hmm. because they have to make their money because restaurants profit margins are not big at all. Yeah. Restaurants make it by like by the skin of their teeth. Usually they operate in very, very small margins because it's so expensive to run a restaurant. So I don't know it, but they figured it out in Australia. No tipping. They pay they them $20 did. an hour. 
back then, I remember it was like 21 an hour they were making. Yeah. No tipping. 20 bucks an hour. And that was, I mean, what, six years ago? Who knows what that looks Mm -hmm. like now? You know, the other thing I was going to mention that I remembered when we went to uh, Kasamui, there was this, I think it was called the Big Buddha that we visited. And it was just the most beautiful thing you could ever imagine in your life seeing it in person. And when I first walked into this, you know, outdoor temple, I guess you would call it, before I could even step up further, a literal Buddha came up to me and he was like, you have to go in there. You have to cover your shoulders. You have to cover your shoulders. And so I bought, you know, a cover up that I still have today. It's so beautiful. But it's just so crazy that all over the world, there are so many beliefs and practices and you know, we're, we're all so different. And here I was, you know, this American tourist going, oh, look how pretty it is. And I'm running up and he comes over like, you have nothing over your shoulders. You have to cover that. Yeah. It's so disrespectful. And so I don't know. I just fi- I found it so fascinating because we did a lot of traveling for a certain amount of years. I feel like we were really in it. And I just loved it because I love learning you know, just how other individuals view the world and what their beliefs and thoughts and, you know, just traditions could be. It's it's very eye opening. Yeah, it helps. It helps you be a little more cultured. Mm-hmm. I think that's what like a, a lot of the political divide on the extremes. Yeah, I think it's 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 a lot of people who who um, I don't think have spent time with others. One hundred. It's easy to demonize a group no matter what side if you don't know someone who's gay or you've never left the country, or you haven't X, Y, and Z, yeah. it's it's hard when, when you don't have that perspective. Yeah. So even for someone like us, like by accident, because we didn't we didn't think of it in this way. We're not going to go to Australia because we want to learn about the culture. That was kind of the byproduct. We learn about dressing. <laughs> we went there to have fun, to work, and the byproduct was we learned. Sure. But there's times I look back, so we hear compliments from people all the time who always say, you seem older than you are. Like you don't look it just like your spirit or your soul, whatever. And I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but traveling does a lot of that because yeah. you get to see the world. And that's why a lot of stand up comedians really understand American culture and can speak on it more than the average person. Because mm-hmm. again, if you've never left your hometown, it's hard to even have takes compared to a comedian who's visited 1,200 cities. And when they do a joke and they see a crowd, they have a, a true perspective of what America really is all around. And there's more empathy for every single group mm. because you've had a great time with every single group. Yep. I've had a great time with all different people. Yeah. So that's why I don't have any ill feelings towards any belief or group yep. because I've had fun with all different religions, races, backgrounds. Yeah. And I understand where it's all coming from. So I'm kind of like, I have my opinions. But right. I'm more empathetic. I and I think that's that. something to, you know. But yeah, we, we definitely didn't go traveling thinking we were going to do that. Now would be kind of interesting. <laughs> but for me, it's just, it's just, uh, it's fun. Yeah. You know, because the, the, the idea of like getting on a plane and you're going to go eat and drink and you have money saved up to go spend. And you're just going to, you know, every day you're, it's like Christmas morning because it's new. I feel like for me too, and maybe you'll come around to this. One of my favorite things to do in a new city is explore and sightsee. I love to see what makes that city that city. Yeah. You know, I, I love walking around. Like, I think even Australia, I don't even remember what it was, but we walked around. We saw like a lot of different 
you know, just landmarks and different things that made Mel- they call it Melbourne. I used to get yelled at when I called it Melbourne. So Melbourne. Yeah. You know, they, it, it made it that city. And so when I go and travel, I love to see the history of it and kind of what made it that city. I feel like, yeah, and I think that's a dream job for everybody. It's just so far out of reach for the average person because to travel the world or even travel the country and to do it where you're not having ramen noodles and sleeping in Motel 6s, but to like stay in a Marriott, be able to go to dinner, buy a, a t-shirt, go yeah. see this $45 each like mm-hmm. m- museum, like to really do it, you have to drop some major coin. Yeah. But that that's pretty much like what my, one of my dream dreams would be. I mean, we talked about this before coming to Florida mm-hmm. as, as I was like, imagine if we just traveled around the United States, went to all these different cities, ate their food, visited the people, the monuments, and then would podcast from that city. Mm-hmm. And we would have our podcast for this show would be like a traveling like podcast. Fill, everyone, fill everyone in on the best places to go there for yeah. food, entertainment. And, and we had the budget and we thought about it. We're like, if, but if we did it for a year and it didn't work, then we would have nothing. <laughs> so it would be like, did that take the fun out of it if we just blew all of our savings and did this right for one whole year? But then if it didn't work and didn't bring us revenue, right. then what do you do? So we're like, we better just go to Florida <laughs> and like not risk it. Responsible. And... <laughs> but the more you're talking about it, like that's fun. I like know. for me, if I could do it with content in mind and podcast from there, from each city we go to, it's probably the best. It's it's Dream job. You wouldn't get bored. Yeah. Yeah. So. You and I though too, we... If you want to call it like a love language, I guess, we love experiences. Yeah. You know, we like to go out and see what is happening. We like to go get food, try different drinks, cocktails. Like we like the experience. I feel like we spend our money more so on experiences. And convenience. And convenience. Oh, 100% convenience. Experience and convenience is where all our money goes. Over you getting a $300 shirt. Absolutely not. Nope. Or sunglasses. Yeah, never. Or shoes. You just would never. No. Yeah. We love experiences. I like nice things too, though. (laughs) In due time. In due time. Okay. What's next on the bucket? So traveling, I was going to guess, is obviously the first one that people can visit. Try a profession in a different field. I think you and I have done this a lot. Yeah. Many different professions. So what were your professions? Let's rewind a little bit. Don't leave one out. I mean, professions. the beginning. Professions, it almost seems like somebody, like what we're doing now, like going from acting to real estate Mm -hmm. seems like a profession. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, I think that's a little different than a job. I've had a million jobs. Okay. But, um, but I'd say that's the profession, but you can, you can count like we did network marketing for four years. We wrote a book. We do content, which is separate from podcasting and Mm -hmm. podcasting, um, acting, but doing movie acting, commercial acting and TV acting is all different. Um, real estate now, um, doing editing and graphic design yeah. and marketing and blogging. <laughs> um, so, okay. So here's a question for you. What, if you had to really think about it, would be one profession you've done that you really, really enjoyed the work of it? I mean, all, all of it. If you had to pick a top one that you go, wow, I can't, I'm so excited to wake up tomorrow. Um, well, I haven't been paid for it, but writing and directing. I knew it. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. 
I've, yeah. I've never Writing seen and directing like that. is the only thing that's ever come close to that is my love for pitching. Mm. I have never felt that amount of passion around anything compared to pitching and baseball and writing and directing your own thing. Like when we did the web series or we did our movie or we're doing like certain skits or mm. we, even we wrote Unplugged, uh, even though we didn't get it made, there's um, there's a passion in yeah. writing and then directing. Yep. Love that. How about you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, because like you said, I love all of them that we've like thoroughly have gotten so brought brought so much joy, and especially even with real estate. It's been a whole new world and I'm loving every moment of it. But when I really think, at least right now in my life, probably because I haven't been doing it as much, but anything in the fashion world, like fashion yeah. blogging, fashion line, that is my jam. Like that is such a deep, deep, deep passion where like I'm sitting in bed at night doing, you know, get the looks or thinking about different outfits, different ideas, all the fashion shit. Like I, ju I just love it. I love it so much. And I don't think you would have guessed I'd say that. I mean, now that you've said it, well, cause I also feel like I was going to say real estate, but it's kind of a cop out because we're still new. Sure. So of course sure. it's awesome It really because is, everything though. you do in the first nine months to a year, two years sure. is awesome. Sure. Like my first few months in acting was like awesome. But then once you get into the grind, you start just like, it just becomes that job. Yeah. And the same thing happened. But that's why we kind of dipped from like writing a little bit with the book. and. But I love writing too <laughs> so much. You know I do. That's, yeah. that's what got me into blogging in the first place, into the whole fashion blogging, all of that. We wrote a book. I, I just, writing is, oh man, I just love it. Well, it's, it's, it's crazy because all of this, the way we've set our life up, we do all of this. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of a question where I think if somebody's like, been in an industry for 25 years and then they're going to switch mm -hmm. that could be great like you i don't even i don't even look at us as like our profession is basically just being us <laughs> and just doing whatever the hell yeah. we want to do yeah like you'll do something in fashion i'll end up writing and directing i'll act again of course acting's amazing like, too it's all so much fun it's all yeah it's it's just but i do like how all of these skill sets from you know different professions if you will that we've had all come together and serve for all of them collectively. I even had a client who called me one night, we were trying to put an offer in and she was driving back home. She had this long journey and there were other offers on this property. And I was like, we have to do a letter. And so here she was dictating to me what she wanted me to say. And then she's like, but I need, I need your help. How, how should I say this? What should I do? And I go, girl, I got you. And so we just started brainstorming. I'm typing it up and all of the skill sets of writing, of being able to understand the storytelling of what's going to make a great le letter, what's going to make the seller feel something, you know, all of those little things are important. So it doesn't matter what profession we're doing i feel like all of this comes together with the core nucleus of the skill sets all serve one another no matter what we're doing well it looks like the core nucleus is uh essentially creativity 100 percent. sales marketing it's communication and creativity yeah like to be an actor writer director yep. it's communication and creativity yep. to be in real estate it's communication and creativity it's sales and marketing you know so it's not like i went and became an electrician yeah and then I went and became a scientist and then I became a lawyer. Right. Like everything I learned about electrician 
that what does that help me as a lawyer <laughs> yeah, it's like true. you just completely not wasted that time but you can't take it with you yeah everything we mentioned we take it with us that's why i feel too having children as they grow up i feel being in the arts and doing theater is such an incredible skill set for individuals to learn public speaking listening being able to get out of your comfort zone and push yourself like there's so many skill sets now that i look back at what i did growing up and being you know in the arts and exploring all of that it really helped me with so many life skills yeah that i use today you know i'm very outgoing because i did that maybe i've always been outgoing but it, it helps yeah you know it helps you get out of your comfort zone so i don't know so crazy but let me read you the next. Achieve your ideal weight. Living the dream. I did that when I was 16. <laughs> Check. Check. That can actually be accomplished quickly within oh, a year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. I definitely changed my life when Honey, I got my ideal weight. You crushed it. Yeah. You how how much did you lose? 40 pounds. Yeah, around it, yeah. That's incredible. And that took you, what, six months? Mm -hmm. And every single, you know what's crazy? When you first started thinking about then up to today, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Like life just kind of kept going on and co going on. So all those small little consistencies added up to one big one. And it's all balance. That's all it is. Anyway, moderation. Yeah. Well, now too, I've, I've fully integrated everything back in, but I'm, I'm so in the diet still yeah. that I've been able to do some cheat days and just still be fine. And that's my whole goal because I don't get depressed if I gain two pounds because I can lose that in three days. Yeah. But when you have 45 pounds to lose, you don't want to slow up. So I did exactly what I said. Wanted to do. And now it's I'm like, like this Friday, that's why we were talking about, you know, where to go. Like we're going to, we're going to Uber and go get food and drinks yeah. on Friday. So like, we're looking forward to like every Friday going to explore something in Orlando go have food and drinks, mm -hmm. and then you're just back on your, your thing. Even on Easter, it was so nice that this holiday you were able to sit with everyone and, you know. Yeah, just eat and drink, play yeah. games, and hang out, yeah. and then. I love it. Yeah. I'm very proud Moderation. of you. Moderation. It's all it is, baby. It's all it is. All right, our next bucket list item. Learn a new language. Have you ever learned a new language? I don't, at this point, I don't think I will. You don't think you will? No. Technology makes it easy, and it's only going to get easier, so I don't think I ever would. Interesting. Yeah, Sounds cool to say I would, but I just... You don't think you would? I definitely know that I want to, and I should just do it. When I was in high school, I think I took three years of Spanish, and so I learned a lot, but if you're not actually talking every day in Spanish yeah. to someone, you're going to lose it. And, you know, recently... I was able to connect with some family from Mexico. And while they do have really great English, a lot of them do speak Spanish and that's primary. And I feel like for me too, I want to learn my culture. This is a whole part of who I am that I never knew. And I think yeah. it would be so important to do that. So that's still something I'm dabbling with and it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see. I think, I think being able to be bilingual and especially to living in Florida with Miami down south, business, real estate. You just don't, I mean, that's where I'm from. So you just don't it, know. It would help. It would definitely help um, doing that. I, I, I mean, I don't think I would ever say no. I just don't, I, I just know by like another five years, 
it's just going to be so easy just to speak every language through the translation apps and AI and all of that. So it's like, will I have the time to learn Spanish and before that happens? But like, think about the time we would miss if right now we both spoke different languages. And I'm like, do-do-do-do-do. Well, that's like today's technology. You're saying like yeah. five years. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... At, it's going like, to be best. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Next bucket list item the internet tells us to do, run a marathon. <clears throat> that would be great. That is something we are very much looking into. The coolest thing is that Disney does marathons. And when I looked into it earlier this year, it was already booked. I think they had already happened. But even starting with like, even a half marathon would be... Yeah, half would be great. Because a full marathon, I mean, mm, mm, that'd be a lot. But we should try for a halfie. Yeah. Even a little 5K. <laughs> Start 5K there. we could do tomorrow. A yeah. half marathon we still could do tomorrow. But would need to train I don't know a if we would bit. get through it without an injury. Um, but we could probably train for like four to six weeks and easily do a half. Yeah. We need to look into that. I think that would be really cool. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Be a mentor to someone. That's, I mean, we've we've been in businesses where we've really taken people under our wing and mm-hmm. helped mentor them. Um, but that's something that has always interested me more and more because even in real estate, I get so many young, aspiring real estate agents who reach out to me on, say, TikTok, Instagram, and they'll ask me my like the best advice I could give them, how to get started, and they have all these questions. And I always think it'd be really cool once you hit a certain level to be able to take someone under your arm and help them under your wing. I I almost think true mentorship is when you're in a position, though, that there isn't any financial, unless you're maybe like running a company where you're mentoring your group, you're being a leader. But I think when you when you can transcend to to be a true mentor, even like someone like Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. he is being a true mentor to these young upcoming comedians, giving them a platform on his show, making them all famous. Yeah. Because he is so well off. He's so established that he can just be this giving guy. And I think that's when you're at that true, like you've ascended to a level yeah. where all that's left is to give every gift you have. So oh. we'll mentor people along the way. But I feel like getting to a transcended level of course. where everything of course. is so like... You're, you know, where you're you, in the you, position to go, okay. Hey, let me, I'm going to, you know, there's no course. There's no nothing. Right. I just believe in you. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the roadmap and help you using my also, resources too, and connections. with technology, you can have different mentors or you can yeah. have different mentees by putting out, you know, value adding content. You never know who's going to see that. It's well, that's how I learned everything. In the world. Like if you just follow on TikTok or YouTube, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of financial gurus, no matter what you're looking yeah. to learn, who are talking on podcast. I mean, you could, like, I, I've seen so much of Gary Vee over the years mm-hmm. that even if I got together with him, I don't. There's we nothing to ask. Questions, yeah. You have literally answered every question yeah. I could ever come up with. Yeah. Unless we ask him a nuanced question about like our podcast or something, but I already know his answer to it because I've heard people ask questions. Yeah. So even though I've never met Gary. He's given me a hundred hours of mentorship in marketing, yeah. content creation. So true. It's all out there. So true. So if you're ever looking for a mentor, go to YouTube. Just type in and, and see who you like. Mm-hmm. They have to be entertaining for mm-hmm. me. So I have like my six, seven guys that I 
that I watch throughout, you know, and, sure. and they just give great tips on like all different parts of life. But if I spend an hour or two a day just listening to their clips and podcasts yeah. and like everything, I'm just like, wow, that's really Pretty good. Pretty much everything's out there for free. Yeah. You, you can't the only reason you would do look. a course is for it to be concise and it's yeah. in order where you're like, I'm going to do this. Well, and I've done courses too that I've paid for that have been incredible. Yeah. When you just really are ready to focus in and zone in and go, okay, I want to learn every little thing. And that's the one thing with real estate that is so interesting because what you learn, as you know, for the test is vastly different <laughs> than getting out there in the actual market and learning the skill set you need to conduct business. It's just completely different. So I think too, with continued education, they do have some courses that from what I've heard, real estate agents will say, do your continued education right after because they dive more into this is how you do it, which yeah. I got to do my continued education. Yeah. You only have a few months to complete. <laughs> yeah, that's I've got, a, I've got a lot of time. I got two years. <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do it. These are so interesting. This one makes me laugh. One of them is see the Northern Lights. And I'm laughing about it because <laughs> on April Fool's, I saw our friend Molly Burnett had posted, reposted something from, I think it was like the LA Times. And they're like, for the first time ever in LA, you're going to be able to see the Northern Lights. <laughs> and and she posted it going, holy cow. And I responded, I go, holy cow. And then we were laughing about it two seconds later because I go, it's April Fool's. <laughs> it's a joke. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't real but I saw so many LA friends posting about that and I go this is so cool this is so cool and then the LA Times got everyone yeah yeah so this cracks me up um run barefoot have you done that truly on the beach on the be on the beach I guess so I guess that's an exhilarating one with the earth kind of moment yeah. I like that witness a solar eclipse I actually did that in school we had the little glasses. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, don't look up. Go stargazing. Definitely done that. I think we might have kind of done that together. Maybe. Stars, clouds. Yeah. Those are all. I like the, the, these ones are actually obtainable like right away. Yeah. Plant a tree and watch it grow. I have to tell you, it's not a tree, but whatever that little plant is. It's been growing. Yeah. It's been growing. And I think when we move to our house, we need to take plant it, it and yeah. plant it. That'd be kind of cool to, I would love to plant some like like little tomato plants and just have a little garden. Just fresh. Fresh. Yeah. See, you're not a tomato guy, but no. your dad is. Your dad has tomato plants and I've yeah. had them. They're so good. Oh, put that on a nice little tomato sandwich, white bread, a little mayonnaise, a little salt. Mm, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? Have you done this? Learn wine appreciation. Now, that would be great. <laughs> I think we've, over the years, especially myself, know quite a bit about wine. I mean, I'm not a connoisseur, per se. But. Yeah. So, go to a meditation retreat. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be Just so any kind good. of retreat yeah. for like four days that's like yoga, meditation, and just unplug. I wouldn't want to bring my phone. I yeah. wouldn't want to worry about documenting, taking pictures. No, just like fully that'd be very good for our unplugging, our well-being. Oh, I would love that. Mind, body, and soul, spirit, It'd be great. Yeah, I think in general, it's it's kind of interesting that these are 
you know, seem very popular. And I think just depending on what each individual wants to do in their life, it's just basically putting a list of goals together and getting out of your comfort zone yeah, and doing something that scares you in yep. a safe way, but just getting out of your comfort zone and just having that growth. Cause once you start doing it, it's kind of weird because once you start stepping out of your comfort zone and growing, mm-hmm. it changes your whole perspective of why we're here. Of course. It's, it's all I care about, but it mm-hmm. also works against me a little because then anything like, then a lot of things become boring. Right. Like if you have traveled, if you have ran a marathon or learned a language, like if you're doing these kind of like elevated things in life, you, you, you're always hungry for something at that level. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it almost, once you get to this place where you're obsessed with like growing and pushing yourself of all these different skills and potential growth that you have inside you, you almost have to keep doing it because yeah. if you ever stop, it just seems boring. It forces you to level up, though. It forces you to keep leveling up, but... Um, it's the whole saying of, you know, don't be the smartest person in the room. Once yeah. you've hit a room and a group and you've learned all you need to know, you got to continue to expand your mind and your body. And this whole podcast, too, reminded me of right before I turned 30, I go, how cool would it be to spend the whole month of July and every day do something I'd never done before? And I thought that... I was like, this would be really cool to document it because my birthday's on the 30th. So that's yeah. why I thought, hey, 30 things. I didn't end up doing it, but even looking at this, imagine doing something, you know, not every day, but as much as you can into a month until you get to the hundred list mark, because there are a hundred things on this list. Oh, wow. And wouldn't that be kind of cool to document, to do all of these things? Yeah. It just like gives you ideas of what yeah, to do. and it's fun. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this. It's really fun exploring different ideas yeah and thank you google for the autofill thanks google and then we'll figure out um after the podcast what we're gonna do friday <laughs> what are we gonna do friday yeah long horn long uh horn. all right well we are wishing you a great week thank you again um for coming on this journey with us if you've been here for just a week or you've been here all four years of our podcast we really appreciate you and um we want to thank you so have a wonderful wonderful week and we will see you next wednesday